Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode 25. Episode 25, Podbuds. A quarter of a century. Uh, a quarter of a century. And a, uh, what, what else is a quarter? An American what, quarter? What is... What is that in the Jubilees? Like wedding anniversary? Which Jubilee? Is it like Ooh. bronze? Quarter century bronze? Maybe it's um, latex? <laughs> Maybe it's the latex anniversary? God, we're not even into metals yet. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you have to... How long do you have to live to earn some metal around here? I'm still on polymer years. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, um... Thank you for joining us again. Um, you might notice a slight increase in the quality of, of our horrible voices. Oh, it's a lovely, smooth, sexy sound now. Yes, we've um, invested in some uh, microphones. We've invested, invested in some microphones. They've got fuzzy hats. Yep. And hopefully, as professional comedians whose job is to speak into little microphones that often have fuzzy hats, although not really. They rarely have the hats. They rarely have the hats. It's... Would you be reassured? Uh, uh, well, okay. Finish my thought. Uh, hopefully, it'll be great. Uh, <laughs> if you, <laughs> if you, um, if you went, walked into a gig, a stand-up gig, yeah, and you saw they had fuzzy hat microphones, yeah, would you be happy or sad? Would you be afraid? I'd or reassured. Well, I, I, I think oh, it's a radio gig because all the radio shows, radio recordings, always have the hatted mics, yeah, to protect them from the peas, to protect. Protect the recordings from the peas. It'll be interesting to see if uh, th- they have protected us from the peas that you just did there. To protect the performance from the peas. It looks spiky. You might have you might have peed through this hat. Spiky pee. My pee is spiky. <laughs> my pee, my pee is spiky, and I can't be on the radio <laughs> because I have such spiky pee. You ever had spiky pee before? Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Have you ever had the thing where you do normal pee and then spiky pee hits you inside your winky tube? Yeah, minutes later. Spicy, spiky pee. It's um, it's um. Usually, if afterwards, after after I do um, how shall we call it um, a downstairs adult explosion. <laughs> a DAE. Yes. <laughs> after oh. a downstairs adult explosion, um, oh. sometimes that that can leave the infrastructure a little uh, raw, and the next pee can be quite spiky. Really? Yeah. That's an, find. I- that's an interesting correlation. I'm not sure. I I sometimes wonder if I uh, I think I have a spiky pee because I I cut off the flow too soon. I was in a rush. Ooh, yuck! Yeah, I just went uh, time uh, time to go, and I didn't I didn't I didn't really really get it all. Which as a, if you're a man is a more of a problem. How I busy think. are you that you're stopping yourself mid flow? So well, how bu- long are your peas? <laughs> I have quite long peas, I think. Right, right. I mean, I don't have the data. You could collect it. The pee? The pee. Um, how long is your longest wee? I did a wee so long once I did start counting. And it was well over a minute. Really? Solid whiz was. I don't think I've ever broken 30 seconds. Maybe you just go more than I do. Maybe you're dehydrated. All the time, because I eat so much Asian food. <gasps> salt. I, 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 in, I ingest a lot of salt, and it just... yeah. 
Oh, water just flows through me, man. I will say, living at the fringe out of convenience, in eating like takeaway food out of convenience, lots of stuff with cheese in, or Asian food, or any of these things, like like van food, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 food, food trucks, if you're American, they're in trucks. And uh, all of that food is so sort of salty and things. Like, I have to work so hard to get my, to get my PC through. To get your PC through. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I heard your, your PC through. Like you had to bring your computer to, through. To there. get my personal computer through my dick hole. Sounds I have to difficult. Work, it's a, a, a technological kidney stone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you think uh, kidney stones are bad. We're going <laughs> to try and pass a, a 90, an HP tower. <laughs> <laughs> a 1990s Macintosh, for God's sake. No one calls them Macintoshes anymore. Well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be a PC. No. No, <gasps> but they remember those big Macs at school with the colorful housing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And a the computer like was the screen. Yeah, yeah, mind-blowing. Amazing. It was like something from a, a, a sort of, not a high-budget sci-fi film, but a pretty good one. Yeah, it, it, it's like a part of a futuristic movie that they got wrong about the future. Yeah. Except this one was real. They'd call it like the info terminal. It was very 60s. It was very... Um, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, dial into your info terminal yes. and and acquire the Omni signal. <laughs> That's the sort of chat they'd be laying down on the on the old sci-fi film. Uh, speaking of sci-fi, this is um, I mean we did this a while ago, but you and I went to the Stanley Kubrick uh, exhibit. The Stanley Kubrick exhibit in London, the London Design Museum, is exquisite. Pod buns, you gotta check it out if it's still going. I think it's going till September. Saucy. In which case, check it out. Um, we didn't even read everything, and it still took two hours. Yeah. It is as in-depth as the lunatic himself would have wanted. It is quite extensive. They have his editing desk. You remember that? Yeah, beautiful old kit. I'm saying I'm started saying kit a lot. Ever since ever since we started buying more kit for our podcast, Pierre, I've started saying kit a lot. <laughs> kit and gear. Kit and gear. I've started using the knowledge I've acquired from buying this kit. Uh, to to talk to people about kit more. Pierre's actually talking about a cat he's currently holding. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he bought yeah. he's bought that kit as well. I'm speaking into its anus. <laughs> this, uh, and the quality is amazing. The natural bum hair of a cat will provide a pee shield, like you've never seen. You Ironically, can, you can <laughs> <laughs> you can pee on that cat as much as you want. It's not getting in its bum hole. <laughs> but um, during this. Fr- during this fringe, I've recorded a few things, and I, every time I've I've done, I've sat down to record it, and the guy's been like, oh, "Okay, hi, no, no, no. okay, nice to see you, nice to meet you, let's do this recording." And I've gone, I pointed at the kit, yeah. I've gone, "Oh, is that, is that an XLR?" Mm. And they go, their eyes light up, Phil. They think, "Oh, he's one of us." Are all my cables XLR? I don't know, <laughs> but knowing it is enough for them to go, oh, "Yes, it is an." And you go, or, or, they, or they say, "Like I said it today." Uh, before we started recording this, and the guy went, "Yep, like yep, you know it, like that you kind know of it, yeah, I was like, like, oh, like a secret handshake." Yeah, I was like, "Boy, do I know it?" I feel like the those, uh, I think techie guys, you can just throw letters and numbers at them, and you'll yeah. probably you'll probably strike gold. Oh, is that an SLZ twenty uh, three? Yeah. Yes. What, 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 no, no, but I wish. I wish. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. <laughs> How do you know about the SLZ twenty three? I wish. Uh, in this economy, yeah. <laughs> How do you know about that? That's 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 mailing list only knowledge. <laughs> you have to be on the Fujitsu mailing list somehow. <laughs> after the conference we all went to, 
So please, everyone, write in and compliment us on uh, the new quality of our sound. Yes, please. Um, Make it all worth it, please. Long, long poems about how wonderful our voices oh, are yes. now. Yes, yes, yes. I, we've, we've, we've listened to some test records, Philip, and it sounds intimate. Sounds intimate? It sounds clear. It sounds intimate. It's not unusual to be loved <laughs> by anyone. <laughs> I'm walking around this festival... Uh, listening to a lot of Tom Jones. Yeah, you're saying. I don't know how I got there, but I bought a Best of Tom Jones on iTunes, and by God, I'm getting my money's worth. Your default listening to music dance is very Tom Jones, though. The, the side head bob and the occasional snap of the fingers. Yeah, it's very, very <laughs> no matter what the song is, yeah. it, in my head, it's just going bop, 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 bop. Yeah, you're like an animal in um, uh, sort of a, an old. Uh, Acid cartoon, you know. I don't know what I'm t- referring to here. Like an, a hallucinatory sort of cartoon. Oh, uh, um, where, where they sort of slightly blobby and yeah, move in that weird way. And they have long legs, and that's how you dance. Oh, uh, yeah, and, and it's sort of the animation isn't quite smooth. Y- yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much so. Um, and I'm just I'm rediscovering other you know Tom Jones gems like uh, Help Yourself. Help yourself to my lips. That's a good one. That's fun to help yourself to my lips, to my tits, and to my dicks, and just (laughs) other body parts. That's a lot of fun. I've been listening to a lot of Elvis because I saw Tim Vine. Tim Vine did a one-off special Edinburgh show where he impersonated Elvis. Tim Vine is a man of so many hidden talents. Mm. He's sick. Yeah, he's an amazing dance player. Loves a bit of karaoke and is devoted to the legacy of Elvis Presley. And this show was sensational, so much so that I've been listening to <laughs> Elvis non-stop since, bringing me to a tear. Yeah? Yeah, really moving me, getting me hyped up for the show. What's, what's your pre-show Elvis track of choice? Um, I'm currently listening a lot to uh, uh, An American Trilogy, which uh-huh. is um, a medley of three American folk songs put together and it's so moving and powerful although unfortunately i recently found out that the first song is an old minstrel song uh, very much favored by the th- the south oh no <laughs> well he was from uh what dixieland so it's all about yeah. loving it goes um oh uh wait oh dixieland where i was born uh, no so it starts about um Oh, 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 take me to the land of cotton. Oh, yeah. Where hopes are not, are not forgotten. Look away, look away. Oh, Dixieland, Dixieland. It's a beautiful song, but he is talking about uh, slaves. <laughs> 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 and so I like, I love it so much, that song, but I, I guess I, I guess it's problematic. Well, I don't know. I mean... Uh, but then uh, the next song is a union song. It's okay. the, the union side song. He's balanced it out. I guess so. And then the third song is Martians. The third song... Not even from Earth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To balance it out. Yeah, so completely neutral. Yeah. <laughs> the third song is Swiss yodeling. <laughs> totally neutral. <laughs> Which you're a big fan of. You like a little yodel. I love a yodel purely... We, we mentioned this on the last one? I think so, because then yeah. I showed you the Japanese man who does a chicken yodel. Yes, the chicken... Yeah, it's so hard to yodel. Um, I yeah, as I said on the other one, I I watch yodeling almost exclusively to make me laugh, <laughs> and it really does. It's so funny. I find it so impressive that I don't find it funny. You find it like you're impressed that you're not breaking in the face of this insane art form. No, I just I I know how hard it is because I used to sing a lot, so I know how hard it is to switch between 
your falsetto and your chest voice. Um, oh, I see. So you're effectively you're, like that. You're too aware of all the work that's gone in. I suppose so, and the practice and the technique. You're like because um, I'm actually a bit of a musician, guys. <laughs> Phil's uh, every comedian has got a secret other thing uh, that they might do uh, at, to a relatively high level. Yours is singing and music and 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 stuff like that. It's basically singing. My music skill is not good. My theory is not good. No, well, mine, well, mine's non-existent. Mine's drawing is my secret. That's right. My secret nunu <laughs> is some is some doodling. No, no, doodling. I can't draw to save my life. I remember when I was like a, a teenage boy, I wished so bad I could draw so I could draw naked ladies. <laughs> That's uh, genuinely. I was so like, you could do your own naked lady? I would never leave the house. You could just create your own. Uh, it'd be amazing if like, you became like this incredible like Freud-level portrait artist. Yeah. And people were like, how did you get started? That's not important. What's important <laughs> is that you buy these now. What's important is how horny I am here in this gallery of all my work, <laughs> such as... Lady bending over and showing boobs. Ten <laughs> million pounds. <laughs> I'll buy it myself. But Phil, you already own it. You drew it. I don't care. The important thing is to get the price inflated. <laughs> I often wonder uh, how it's much... not the only thing I've inflated here. Ooh. Is he talking about his dick? Is he talking about some boobs? You'll never know, because it's Phil Freud, the kinky artist. <laughs> I often wonder in the world of art how much they, they an, an artist would just say to some guy, hey, here's two grand of my money. Come and pay two grand for my painting. Because the price is one of the most arbitrary things. Mm -hmm. So if you can establish a track record of value, mm. then if someone who happens to like your work... I see, I see, I see. Like how much are they gaming this thing? I'd game it if I could with my scribbles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, anyone who works in the art world and wants to get blacklisted for telling secrets, do get do get in touch. But I think if if that ever if it ever came out that you'd you'd been inflating the the price of your work like this, I, th I think that would ruin you. What if what if it came out that you've been inflating the price of your work, um, and you said uh, you said ah, but that is performance art. It's a satire on how corrupt we all are. And I, I that's, see. That's, it was actually art all along as well. And then maybe you'd be the cleverest boy in town. But then maybe I think the value of your painted works would plummet, but you'd be in high demand for performance pieces, which is which completely defeats purpose because that's what you do already. <laughs> 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 then you just have to go straight onto the after dinner circuit. Ah, yes. Like those guys who go to jail for like a, a week for $20 trillion of fraud. Yeah, so you're like the Wolf of Wall Street of... Yeah, sketching naked ladies. <laughs> Here's the thing you got to know about drawing boobs, guys. And there's a whole massive conference full of people who work for Deutsche Bank going, oh, mm, this is so interesting. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, hello. Um, it's Marjorie here. I'm just at the Edinburgh Fringo. Fring, fring, fringa, fringy, fringy, fring. And I'm just walking around looking for something to watch. And I thought I'd call the ticket office and I'll see if you had any of the following shows. Um, I don't know if they exist or not, but they're what I have imagined I would like to see. So, do you have any, um, a show about uh, an Iranian poet who um, uh, started wearing big boots and the boots made him a pariah and he had to leave... And I, um, he moved to a, a northern English town, and initially they were suspicious of him because of poems, but and Iran. 
but the boots, the locals have big boots, and they get together and it's boots, and they have a lovely time, and it's called boot camp. Does that exist? Does that exist? What about um, a show where uh, it's improvised comedy, but everyone has to be uh, Henry VIII, and there's eight Henry VIII's, and uh, they all have to be the improvising comedy, but as Henry VIII would improvise it, and it's very strict, and the costumes are very big, very heavy, very warm, very expensive, and it's hot, hot, hot in the room, and sweaty, and everyone has to speak as if he spoke, and if they don't, they are, they are shot, shot with a rubber bullet. Uh, if that exists, call me back. I'd like to see that. Um, and finally, um, uh, just 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 Mac, just Macbeth. I just like to see Macbeth in Scotland. All right, uh, Phil. Let's let's talk about uh, fringe stress. For example, how stressed we were when we realized we didn't have time to make the full episode. Uh, apologies, listeners. Yes, this is now the next day from what you just heard. Pierre's about to sneeze. Is he? Wow! Oh, horrible! Oh. No, here we go. Ah, oh, no. beautiful. Horrible. We're really testing out a new kit here. Yeah, so uh, does it pick up sneezes? We're the hosts of Sneezecast. <laughs> the podcast about blowing stuff out your nose when you don't always want to. The ticklish podcast that you everyone knows is not really good. Just doesn't make sense by the end. Growing up watching cartoons, <laughs> <laughs> growing up watching cartoons, I thought um, I would have I would be confronted with uh, Feather wielding uh, jokesters, getting yeah. making me sneeze and a pe- lot. More, and pep, yeah, and pepper, yeah, a lot of pepper. I don't think peppers made me sneeze once in my entire life. I thought it because I'd seen it in cartoons uh, once that it would be funny if I blew some pepper into the face of a friend of mine uh, when I was ten, and I got in a lot of trouble. Did he get in his eye? Ooh, yeah. that really hurt. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it went in my eye. It genuinely was like a chemical attack. It was uh, <laughs> the guy was like, ah, oh, it's pepper spray. You pepper spray him. <laughs> I maced him. I maced him. And uh, we're in the room here with Jeff. Jeff the dog. Jeff the dog, uh, who is um, a fun flatmate. Uh, he's small. He's white. He burps and farts. Does he, can dogs burp? It sounds like a lot of my audiences, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, listeners, me and Phil were just discussing the stress levels at the fringe are high. The fringe is not... Um, it's the least like a holiday... It's awful. To put it in context, I was very fortunate enough this year to have somehow sold all my tickets before I even got here. Phil was so sold out that they had to like give him extra rooms to do shows in and and things. And so I thought, ah, great. Finally, I get to coast this one. Nope. I want to. I want to stop now. I want to walk in the fucking sea. (laughs) I've had enough. we saw um we we saw a friend show last night and we saw a couple of audience members in there who they sort of take joy in not understanding things some people when they come to the fringe and as you very cleverly pointed out this was a show that was in the basement of a coffee house late at night and these old people still managed to go there yeah. and deliberately not try to understand what kind of person is open-minded enough to take a chance like that but not open-minded enough to give the performer the benefit of the doubt and try and look for meaning in what they are saying. So odd. And, 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 and you can, they visibly, you can see them visibly reacting as if to say, I didn't get that. Another failure on their part. Yeah. And, um, well, maybe we are, maybe they're actually very humble. Maybe they were going, 
I didn't get that. I should go back to school. <laughs> I should think harder with my brain. But instead, they just sort of, if something doesn't make sense, their instinct isn't to stop and think, have I missed something? Their instinct is to go, that's dumb. This guy's weird. What a weird guy. What are we even doing? Where are we? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> the fringe, huh? <laughs> what a bunch of stupid, weird clowns. <laughs> Pathetic. Yes, it Grow is. Grow up. Pay attention. Listen. Think. Yeah, this is it. This is the thing. And so eventually you become slowly, uh, you become mad. Yeah, I've you become a madman. I mean, I was already worried before we came up that I was losing my mind. And now, yes. now it's confirmed to me. This podcast will form a, a, a chart of your decline. Although, silver lining, today we have received delivery in the flat of, I'm not making this up, a gin trolley. A, an actual like metal and glass trolley covered in luscious luxury sort of kind of um i'm gonna say murder on the orient express yes 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 yes. the 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 vibe is very um um, murder on the orient express meets the great gatsby yes there's a lot of art deco art deco um mirrors uh gold rims gold gold rims on the glasses and um the looming uh possibility of a financial crash yes 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 hidden in all these um uh, uh, hidden, hidden in all these um, Art Deco geometric shapes is Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a magic eye picture. Yeah. If you look at the gin trolley enough, uh, a little mustache appears, <laughs> <laughs> and you start hearing marching boots. <laughs> yeah. God. But uh, thank you very much to Edinburgh Gin, who are uh, uh, an Edinburgh-based uh, gin company. I don't know if uh, that's a surprise to you from hearing the name, uh, but they have kit- kitted us out with a full trolley full of, and I don't say this lightly, too much gin. My There's word. no way we're going to get through this. So, Podbuds, come over. Yeah. I don't know if this is an entirely secure thing for us to do, but mm. come over to our flat. Burgle our flat and get dr- absolutely br- battered on elaborately flavored gin. There's one with my name on it, literally. They, they put they, Phil's they made, name on they it. They made a bottle of... And it was only pointed... pointed they, they made a bottle of gin with my name on it, PW, and then Phil Wang. And it was pointed out to me uh, on, on Instagram after I posted it that... The flavor they've bestowed me is uh, lemon and jasmine, which is a bit racially charged. They've made an Asian-y gin for you. Yeah. But and the bottle is also yellow. I'm not making that up. But um, aside <laughs> from that, thank you, uh, Edinburgh Gin. I'm thank sure it's delicious. <laughs> thank you for this delicious, reads label, uh, different eyes gin, uh, it seems to say here. Yellow peril gin. <laughs> What would be what, just a big communist flag on it or something? Or what, what would be the most racist? Or like it was all gin, and then the bottle with your name on was rice wine. Uh, right, 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 right. That would be the most offensive, surely. Um, um, Tiana Gin Square. Ugh, it's quite <laughs> work. That's good. <laughs> um, uh, the Cultural Revolution. The Cultural Re- Cultural Revolution, maybe. Cultural Revolution is good. Yeah. Who, who who's gin? Um, Tao. Uh, the the uh, G- Gino Sino Gino Sino Gino Sino Sino Gin Gino Sin. See, this is what the fringe does to your brain. It makes your brain compulsively make associations in a comedic manner until. D- well, here, here's an interesting thing, Phil. You know the way a comedian's brain works, where you make sideways relations. Side, side oh, uh, I mean sideways associations. Yeah. With things, so you comedically, let's say, you look at a fork. Sure. You say, a fork? That looks like a trident. A trident's what Poseidon has. Poseidon is a Greek god. Is there a Greek god who has a spoon 
have oh, a joke about that. That's a good bit, yeah. So you go ping, 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 the sideways. Yeah, but that's... Or soup. Or soup. Or um, popping out an eyeball from a head. Ah. Or see, heroin. See, there we go. Sideways relations. Yes. So heroin there, that would be the, the, the rule of three. That would be the third, probably. The third, be the, that's yeah. right. You pick heroin. But that's also how... Uh, ADHD and mm, some types of schizophrenia work. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes, it's mental illness. You're supposed to think about things in a in a linear way, <laughs> and we've trained our brains to go ba 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 sideways through categories. That follows onto that, onto that, onto that, onto the government spying on me, and then you wear the tin hat. Yeah, yes, exactly, that's, that's yeah. how it all starts, right? Yes, yes, yes. Well, this is it. This is exactly it. Uh, so it's no surprise that being placed in an environment where you have to continually think like that uh, has a uh, a poopy effect on the old mind cannon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call my brain now. Wouldn't uh, the mind cannon not be your mouth? It's what you shoot your thoughts out of. Ooh, okay, so then my brain is my uh, my, my my mind arsenal. What? Yeah, well, your brain would be your mouth arsenal. Because it's where you go to retrieve ammunition for your... My for mouth your arsenal. Speech. And my mind cannon. Yes. Ooh, it's ah, a switcheroo. Interdependence Inter- of the mouth and the brain. Interdependence. Like us with our audiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been very rainy too, listeners. The weather has been very poopy. Yeah, we've been given some relief today, it seems. Yes, and like today's a relief because it's only sort of... It's, it's cold, but it's just cold enough that you'll wear a jacket and get really sweaty. Because it's too hot to be cold. The weather is such that this recording is sounding like the 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 final discovered recordings of a marooned ship. <laughs> Day 29. There's fog again, but it's hot fog. There seems to, seems to be... The compass is spinning again. We can't... The acapella groups outside have yet to wane in their energies. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how much longer I can take this 16-part harmony. There is no wind. We are becalmed. That's one of the, I find that one of the most haunting words. Becalmed. Becalmed. Just the idea of being on a ship in the ocean and like, sails are great, and then just, there's no wind. Because it sounds like it should be good to be becalmed. Yeah. And it's that kind of thing of like, if the only noise was just the sea and some creaking wood as your boat just goes... Oh, that's my my last night show. Sounded like that, actually. <laughs> my my parents went to see Phil last night. Yeah, and they saw the worst show of the run. <laughs> yeah. Well, they thought it was a perfectly good show. They acknowledged that the ooing lady was weird. Oh, yes, I had an ooer at the beginning. Everything I said, she went ooh, and I went, "What are you even ooing at there?" And she gave me nothing, so I just kept going, assuming that interruption quashed. And then again, I said something completely neutral, and she went, ooh, and I went, stop ooing! <laughs> and then everyone got a bit uncomfortable after that, because they were scared that I was going to scold them. It's strange, because people, the reactions people think you want, I've, I, and this has happened genuinely, I can tell you it's happened in the last two years, maybe three, but definitely two. That if I mention growing up on the Isle of Man, or if I mention Johannesburg, uh, a lady in the audience somewhere will go, woo! And it used to be that people would go, woo! Because they actually had a connection with it. And I would be able to say, are you from South Africa? Are you from the Isle of Man? But now I have, I've had to like stop mentioning that to see if anyone's in the room, because a lady will woo. And I'll say, are you from the Isle of Man? And they'll go, no. 
They just woo like Americans. It's something to do with American media. Yeah, what has happened? Like just just as the American stand-ups are starting to scold their audiences for wooing. Yeah. Which I'm very in favor of. They or they've they, maybe they've started to um, seek seek refuge here. The like, wooers, like, like asylum seekers to the UK, <laughs> because they are now a targeted <laughs> a targeted uh, people in America. They're the ref wooers. ref woogies. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to see that the fringe hasn't rotted Pierre's mind completely just yet. <laughs> but uh, it's exactly the sort of joke that will continue to annoy uh, people who think all jokes should be lovely and never about bad things, <laughs> uh, which has been the theme of my month. Uh, but yeah, the ref the refugees. If you watch like Tom Segura stand up specials, even Dave Chappelle and stuff, like I remember seeing one of them and it was like, oh yeah, I was in Dallas and it was like, Wee! and there's like, and this actually the guy stopped and was like, really, you're gonna just woo? The name Dallas, is that what we're doing now? And I thought, yes, they're learning. Mm. The Americans are learning. But we're picking up what they're dropping off. Yeah. These wooers are spreading. Yeah. Trying to open up woo shops in, in high streets up and down <laughs> our glorious wooless country. <laughs> I think they think it's what we want, though. And that's the problem with like when you get... Um, I had like this group of lads in my show who all gradually left to, uh, as far as they were saying, pee. Oh, one by one? Yeah, one by one over the hour, so to, for maximum disruption. Never so they just, trickled away. They, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? They, lit, they dribbled like... Uh, <laughs> in fact, I said that. I, I, I said, if you're going to all just go and pee, just all go now and don't have this like old man with an enlarged prostate piss dribble thing that you're all doing now. And they went, no, 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 we're fine. And then within five minutes, another one had gone to go piss. Unbelievable. Allegedly. But the point is that uh, they'd all come in, this group of lads, and there were more of their group sat at the back, but there were only seats left for at the front. And apparently, like, I could hear through the door, like, That's them weeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the noise their penises make. No, but, like, before I came on stage, I could hear all the lad noises. Oh, that's terrifying. And that's a very bad sign, listeners, because lads don't actually want to sit and listen to comedy. It's the equivalent of uh, wait, uh, like waiting to go into battle and hearing the barbarians chanting over the hill. Yeah, or just... <laughs> <laughs> and you hold, hold! <laughs> and then they crest over. Yeah. And then like the most cowardly character that you've been introduced to starts like peeing in their pants. Yeah. yeah. Which is what I wish they did. Yeah. Um, or you, yeah, you start hearing like... Like, like terrifying ululating from warriors on horses <laughs> exactly and so I was in th listening through the door ululating is such a great word for what it is ululating yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably onomatopoeic right ululating 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 yeah uh, but then like apparently what was happening was that all the lads were at the back were going like alright alright Dan watch out oh, they're going to talk you're, you're in trouble you're in the front row <laughs> I was like have you seen a fringe comedy show Statistically, this is about uh, the death of a relative or feminism. Yeah. What do you it's think? It's extraordinary. They've, you know what? It, I genuinely blame all the YouTube videos where it's like, Jimmy Carr destroys Heckler. Mm. This is that. And I can't stand it because it's wrecked the game. I don't want to talk to you about your life. I'm not interested. I've worked on a show. More, more importantly, no one else in the audience is either. No one else in the audience is interested. And I've worked on a show for a year. Mm. A year! Mm -hmm. I'm going to derail it to find out that you work in fucking Morrison's. <laughs> no. Another thing is going to the toilet like un like just so late. I was watching uh, Sarah Kendall's show, which is wonderful. Uh, this long, really interesting, funny story she tells. And five minutes before the end, a guy gets up and goes down. 
goes out Amazing. leaves it and and you have to walk past her on the stage to get out and i'm just thinking you better have had to leave for good if you come back <laughs> and that was for the toilet i swear i'm going to scream at you in my head for the next 3 days yeah and yeah he came back after a mi- 5 minutes before the end just don't pee for 5 minutes how hard i i was bur- people are incapable of just undergoing a little discomfort the giant babies and they're, un- they're incapable of like people I was in a show earlier today Milo Edwards show very good uh-huh. for anyone who um, is in the fringe and can go see it um, I was in the show and two people's phones went off and you think first of all who has their phone on loud anyway at any time ever I, I start I think maybe a year ago I just started having my phone on do not disturb all the time and it's changed my life it's great it's incredible but these people, not only do they have like wapity like these, these stupid little trumpets. All huge swing fans. Yeah, uh, genuinely, one of them is all trumpety. Like not even a generic one. And then they're so... <laughs> they th- went out of their way to choose something especially disruptive. Yeah, especially a poppy and annoying. And they can't even... I've seen audience members whose phone is, phones have rung in my shows. And they, take, they, they just sit and pretend it's not happening. Yeah. So they're happy for the ring to, to, oh, to die out. Oh, that is the most psychopathic thing. When, when you spot in someone's eye, yep, that's my phone. And they'll say, well, let's stop. Because not only are they insane enough to wait for it to stop, but they're willing to let it ring again later yeah. on. Well, this is it. Because so people don't just give up, do they, if you don't pick up? I've seen, I've seen someone do that, and I've said to them, Put, turn your phone off or whatever. Like, whatever. Like, that's your phone, isn't it? And they go, oh, yeah, sorry. And they get it out, and they decline the call. And don't put it on silent. And put it back in their pants. Put it on silent, you psycho. If it's important, don't go into a show. And I also can't stand people who... Some, for, sometimes they just lie and sometimes they're telling the truth and they go, oh, I'm actually, my relative's in the hospital or oh, I'm waiting for this really important call. Uh, you can't watch comedy then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my wife's having a baby, so I thought I'd go into a four-hour Lord of the Rings marathon. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd do that because I'm insane. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah. My old friend Wally, he could make carry all the boots that he had nicked for the old people's him. The boots he had knocked, why they had iron soles, so they were far too heavy for to carry away. That was the end, oh my dear friend Willie, cause the oldies they found him and they stamped him to death. So if ye are in Scotland and ye want to steal booties, just make sure they don't belong to the iron-footed oldies. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Oh, so it has been uh, uh, a long old fringe so far. We're only just over halfway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to go home. Uh, <laughs> Danny. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> a lot of memories of growing up in Malaysia. But it's taking a physical toll on all of us. I Yesterday evening was one of the worst evenings of my year, I it was the it was the longest thousand yard stare I've seen you have before. I was, I had I did, <laughs> I did my worst show of the run. Knowing PS, wonderful parents were in. Um, got off stage, found out a reviewer was in. Uh, and saw two reviewers were in, and saw the worst show of my run. I found this out over text as I leant my head against the urinal wall as I weed. Oh, you were doing the despair uh, pee. A despair pee. Despair pee or very drunk pee. Um, yeah, this yeah. Was, I was drunk on despair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and vodka. <laughs> and um, I w- and I was in, in so much despair that I hadn't realized that what I'd done on my penis was let the elastic of my boxes push up into my urethra. Yes, and for not, not inside my urethra, I understand, but up against my urethra, so as yeah. to close it like a hose. Those would be very tight boxes if they were up inside your urethra. Yeah, yeah. Um, for 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 listeners who may not know either their own anatomy or the Willy anatomy in general, the urethra is on the underside of the dick. Yes, it's not in the middle. Right. It's yes, pretty yes, much yes. on the underside. And um, the underside was very much being pushed um, up by my boxer briefs, um, holding off. A final pocket of urine that I was not aware was there, and so I, in one swift moment, in, and so I, in one swift movement, yoinked my boxer elastic band down, slipped my penis back into them, and then just pissed all over myself. Yeah, and I, I have done this before, and as you as you yank yourself back in, the dick returns down back to its downwards facing position. Yep, downward facing dog. And gravity does the rest because the pee's already gone past the, the no pee. Uh, past the valve, past, past the, the pressure pump, yeah. Past the pressure pump and the valve. It's just, just there. Like, like when, if you run water through a hose mm-hmm. and then you disconnect it, there's still water in the hose. Yes, yes. It's that. It's Roman aqueduct it's in, in my pants. <laughs> Roman and aqueduct in your pants. It's gravity powered. And everyone's and, invited. But it was, with the, the, it was with the rhythm of a genius drummer. Worst show. Reviewers in. Piss my pants. <laughs> and then after that, um, of course, you had pissy pants. And But I didn't have a chance to go home and change my pissy pants. 
Um, I don't remember the last time I pissed my pants this badly, by the way. And I th- and but so disp- in, in despair was I that I went, well, I just have pissy pants tonight, I suppose, because then I had to go and see a show with you, which I wanted to see. I was really looking forward to seeing it. Johnny White, one of the best. Brilliant. Absolutely G- love him. Genius. Um, turned up, watched a show. It was wonderful. I couldn't completely concentrate the entire time because, for one, um, I was really worried about the ramifications of that bad show. And for two, I thought I might have been able to smell some piss. <laughs> I, I was giving it the old, you know, inquisitory detective when you've done when you've done a smell and you want to figure out if other people can smell. So you're looking up, looking at other you're, people's faces. You're trying to assess how much of a smell this smell is. Yeah. So I was covering the affected area up, seeing if that changed things. Mm-hmm. It felt like it did a little. So maybe it was me. Uh, <laughs> But we, I, I kept my head in the show as much as I could, and we, want, and we finished it, and it was wonderful, and we got up, and we went to get a drink, and then I realized I left my favorite cap in the venue, uh, and I couldn't go back to retrieve it, because I had to then guest on an improv show. With pissy pants. <laughs> Still. And now you're, on, uh, now you're on stage in this like quite like, like a reputable improv show, a, yep. good, a fancy good one. Ven- sold out show. Big old show. And I'm, because I'm a guest monologist, I'm sat on stage the entire time. With pissy pants. With pissy, pissy pants. <laughs> and it's hard to, it's hard to affect an air of confidence in the driest of times on stage. No, I, can I, When you're exhausted and um, a little s- sad. If you're exhausted and sad and afraid and have pissy pants, it's hard to be nonchalant. <laughs> 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 My word. And you had to improvise. Like, I can smell piss. Yes, and I have <laughs> pissy pants. A bit actually now. <laughs> yes, and shit. And um, <laughs> I went back to the cafe, the venue, to, um, Johnny White's venue, to try and see if they'd found my hat. And they haven't. I don't see how. They could not. It's not a big place, but hasn't turned up. So now I've lost my favorite cap on the same day that I had my worst show. Will likely be ruined in the press for it. And... Pissed my pants. (laughs) Oh my lordy lord, man! It's it's like um, do you remember at some point punching a fortune teller in the face, (laughs) (laughs) or Or refusing an old lady a shelter in a thunderstorm? Yes, yes, yes. Or burning her cakes when you were supposed to be watching them. Yes, absolutely. Or maybe, maybe this is just the monkey's paw outcome. You know, you made a wish on the monkey's paw. I want all my shows to be sold out. And yeah. The monkey's paw, the finger curled round, and the prices pee pants, and no cap. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad price to pay. Just on the day that you pay it. I yeah, the guess, day it's, you. It, it's just a bit much. For it all to happen at once, it, you were you were you were punch drunk, really. Any one of those things. I was you, pissed drunk. You were pa- you were pissed drunk. Any one of those things, you could cope with. But the fact that you had so many in quick succession. Yeah. And um, it was a perfect storm. I was talking to uh, lovely Ryan Taylor, who runs the Pleasance Comedy, mm. and he was saying, "Why are you guys all so tired? You know, you only perform for like an hour a day." And I was like, "Yes, Ryan, but first of all, adrenaline—you know, you're exhausted because your adrenaline spikes and stays spiked for an hour, like you're in a fight, because that's what your body thinks is happening. Mm-hmm. You're under attack. <laughs> and then also the fact that yeah, it's only an hour a day, but it's like exams." Yeah, your show is your exam, and it doesn't matter how good of a day you've had if you fail your exams. That's like saying, "I studied really hard in January. 
no one cares. You failed your exam. Exactly. I, I was talking to um, comedian Sarah Barron, who has got a wonderful show here. But we were on a, pa- a panel, and we were on a panel, me and Sarah, and uh, Sarah was talking about people who say, "Yeah, it's just it's just like an hour's work a day." But she said, "It's not. It's like going to work every day and being getting a work appraisal every day. You, people are coming in and judging you on your work. Like, yeah, people in jobs." Otherwise, you know, you you get a few days unwatched, don't you? Also, like you're you're being appraised by a lot of people, none of whom do your job or know how it works. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but who have the ear of a lot of others. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been, it's it's yeah, it's it's rough on the old health. I mean, I can't. Uh, you sort of you go to sleep, but you don't really sleep. You just sort of wait with your mind closed. That's yeah. the feeling I get out of it. I'm not sleeping well here. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed that episode <laughs> of Bud Pod. It's usual, <laughs> usual rollicking fun. <laughs> well, maybe this is, this is where you guys really earn your loyalty stripes because it won't all be <laughs> fun and poops and bin bags. Um, <laughs> sometimes we will be bin bags. Well, God bless you. I mean, in terms of in terms of poops, I've been having some absolute nightmares up here. We all have. D- 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 there's no pattern to them anymore. Your life loses its pattern up here because there's no breakfast time or lunch time or dinner time. There is only show time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everything around that, you just... And you end up eating... Uh, like, anyone who can do this and have the energy to slowly make a full salad has nothing but my undying respect. Yeah. My God. Can you imagine? Can oh, you imagine well, doing the, all the this? First, uh, when we first moved in, we all went for a big shop. It always happens every fringe. Yep. You go for a big shop and you go, I'm going to cook this month. I made one pot of pasta and <laughs> ever since then, I've not touched the hob. Yeah, I'm just eating food from vans. Yep. Like construction workers. You and I signed up to the gym, had one lovely session. Haven't seen the place since. Nope, me neither. Uh, and also when I did it, uh, my muscles hurt because I was doing an intense plan that a nice Romanian man made for me. And my muscles hurt for seven days. <laughs> and I couldn't raise my hands above my head for the first day. A plan which, if you don't keep up, uh, doesn't help you. It just puts you in pain for seven weeks. And then you go back to where you were before. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. The recovery time is so long that you lose the fitness you gain by doing it. It's a perfect storm of pointlessness. <laughs> it's like Sisyphus. This, this, this is the Sisyphus workout. <laughs> you push a boulder up a hill. It's really good for the quads. You wake up in the morning and you're fat again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, birds come in like, instead of biting flesh off you, put fat back onto your body. Yeah, yeah, a big eagle comes and gives you another liver. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst is the, be- the, the, the bearing as well because you, you're, adrenaline, you're on this massive adrenaline come down. You're hungry and thirsty because your venue is really hot. You're sweating while you're on stage. You're under the stage lights. You want a nice cold lager beer. Yep. And then you have one and it's sort of like fizzy poison. Yep. And like even two or three lagers, pints, I mean. If you have two or, th- two or three pints every day, that's way more than you should apparently be having. And it's easily enough to wake up every morning feeling like a sort of, um, like when they drag a body from the river. Yeah. It's sort of puffy. <laughs> <laughs> puffy and swollen and smelly and sort of gross. Yeah. I want to, I want to drink. I want to drink because <laughs> I'm up here to relax. The whole point was I came here to coast. <laughs> yeah, Phil has more right to be annoyed than me because I knew going in that I would have an uphill challenge whereas you came in with sold out shows and in theory in theory you could just turn up 
everyone claps while you wave your winky around. And then yeah, you get to go... Yeah, it's a weird opener, but... Yeah, well, you know, you've got to open up the room somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it hasn't worked out that way. And I was saying to Phil, actually, that that is like the ultimate hope and the ultimate despair because uh, for me, it's, 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 it's hopeful because it means that like if I find the month hard... I know that it's hard for everyone, even if someone has a sold-out show like yourself. Mm. And so that's reassuring. However, it's also despair because it means that even if I do sell out all my shows, which is all I'm aiming to do, it's still hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's, well, well, no, because if you start... I mean, this sounds like the most entitled thing to say, but if you start the run having not sold out and then go on to sell it out on the merit of your show, uh, that is incredibly satisfying. That's what, yes. happened, that's what I got to enjoy in 2017. Yeah. Weirdly... When you've sold out everything and turn up, like, in a strange way, I've missed an element of the fringes yet because I've not... Do you feel like you've um, the same sort of dissatisfaction of when you use cheat codes? Yes, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, and you sort of go, well, I knew I'd beat those cops yeah. because I have the rocket launchers and the helicopter spawning code in GTA. Yeah, but you don't feel good. No, you just sort of... Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like I say, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> um, sorry, no, no um, correspondence this episode. Just a story about my pee. But we're going to have a correspondence special yeah. um, sooner or later to catch up on all your wonderful emails. Uh, so do keep sending them in. We're saving up a lot of correspondence because correspondence would probably be the easiest way for guests to engage with what we do. Yes. And so if the more emails we save up, the easier it will be to get like... Glenn Moore, Garrett Millerick, our flatmates, to go through it. Or um, yeah. we, we listeners, we nearly got Fern, but technological problems and delays meant that she couldn't quite do it. But we got to have her on because she has such a, a bum bum poo poo time story. Oh, she's got a wonderful oh, story of bum bum lives and bum bum times. Good lord, yes, and she expresses herself so very beautifully and clearly. <laughs> um, I, I would describe her her descriptions of things as vivid. Yes. If Irvin Welsh could be distilled into a voice, <laughs> if the book Filth <laughs> could be distilled into a voice, it would be. <laughs> it would be fun. Oh, we can make voice. fun of her vegetables and things when she comes on. Yeah, great. Anyway, thank you for listening, guys. Sorry it's delayed, um, but we're 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 up here under enormous um, and, from your point of view, entirely fictional pressure. <laughs> Which is a weird thing about the fringe, because from a distance it just looks like big party bum bum time. Yeah. But it's actually a bum bum life. Yeah. It's it's not a fun fun life. It's a bum bum life. It's a bum bum life. Um. So do forgive us, um. And thank you for bearing with us while we talk about this mad big festival. I hope it's at least like an insight into how weird our lives are. Mm. I think mm. it's, it's. I would I would find it interesting on those merits alone, but perhaps you, f- you find it absolutely. Uh, and in my case, not so much tears of a clown, but piss piss of a clown. <sighs> piss of a clown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but doctor, I have pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>